0: Hi, I'm Allie Raisman. I've been living with migraine for a while. As an athlete and gymnast, I was taught to just power through the pain. Now I use Ubrelvi or Ubrojapan to treat my migraine attacks. As soon as I feel a migraine attack, I take Ubrelvi, which provides me with quick relief. Once I get relief, I go on with my day. I'm partnering with Ubrelvi to share my migraine story. Ubrelvi quickly stops migraine in its tracks within two hours without worrying where you are. Most people had quick pain relief within two hours. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for prevention. It's available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Most common side effects are nausea and tiredness. My hope is that by sharing my migraine story and the relief I get from Ubrelvi, it can help someone else. Ask your doctor about Ubrel-V, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn more at UbrelV.com or call 844 ubrelvy Sponsored by AbbVie. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. Sir, i just going to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain to me. I'm no, you're it. right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. You, it's an illegal thing. thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know it. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. pizza we have tonight? I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. One of the intellectually rewarding aspects of doing this podcast is that I get to go in this studio and focus not only on just one subject, but one human being within the subject. But in this case, the case of Clifford Wallach, a predator I caught in Fort Myers, Florida, I'm not sure I like spending so much time here. It's a disturbing neighborhood. In April 2006, my team and I set up in Fort Myers, Florida, a beautiful home in a beautiful upper-middle-class neighborhood not far from the water. We were a little anxious in Florida because the laws governing carrying a concealed weapon are looser than in many other states where we'd worked. It was our good fortune, though, to have warm weather on this third weekend in April. That meant our visitors wouldn't be wearing jackets, and it would be easier to see if they had weapons on them as they approached our back door. And approach they did. Before it was over, 24 men came to our house to meet a young teen home alone. It was a long and draining investigation over three days. We've talked about some of the predators I've caught in earlier episodes, including David Schumacher. He was the fellow who pulled his shirt over his head, kept his ball cap on, and said, I don't want to be on TV, dog. We also had Marvin, crazy Trini 85, who walked in naked. I'll never forget that. But maybe the most disturbing predator of them all in this Fort Myers investigation, and maybe in the entire Predator franchise, up to and including this very minute, is Clifford Wallach. Clifford Wallach was 40 years old, and online he used the screen name Photofix. It was the very last visitor on the very last day of our investigation. Once again, we were working with Perverted Justice, and in this case, Del Harvey was the Perverted Justice decoy having communications with Photofix, Clifford Wallach. In PJ parlance, Photofix was a fast mover. At 2.24 in the afternoon, he started chatting online with a decoy posing as a 14-year-old boy. At 3.57, he was parking in front of our home. The chat leaves very little ambiguity as to what he was looking for. Our 14-year-old decoy goes by the name Tony. Wallach goes by the name Jason. The decoy says, sup Jason, I'm Tony. 14-year-old boy, 14 in Fort Myers. Nice to meet you, Tony. How's it going, bro? Says Wallach. Is going. You looking for fun or long-term? I don't know, says the decoy. How old are you? Photofix, Clifford Wallach says, 33. That's the first of many lies Wallach would tell that day. The decoy says, you come to my house? What all do you like doing with guys? Don't like typing about it. You got to sell, says Wallach. Sent. You home alone? The 14-year-old boy says, yeah. Can you go out? Yeah, sure, he says. Cool pick, man. Who's the kid, LOL? You're going to find out exactly who that kid is in just a matter of moments. This is one of those cases where the predator wants to move so quickly, but at the same time be so cautious. Instead of getting into graphic detail in the online chat, which in many cases is the basis of the prosecution for solicitation of a minor or lewd and lascivious contact with a minor, Clifford goes to the cell phone. And that's where the conversation becomes truly graphic. It wasn't very long into the phone conversation that Clifford Wallach told Dell, posing as a 14-year-old boy, exactly what he wanted to do. There was no need to have Wallach go back online to type exactly what he wanted, as the calls were being recorded by the FDLE, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. In the phone call, you can hear a child screaming in the background. Wallach says he likes oral, says it's cool. He likes to give and receive. He wants to do it. He also says he's alone until midnight, but wants to be discreet. He's worried about the neighbors seeing him. And then he tells the decoy he's driving a Chevy Blazer. At 3.57 p.m. that Sunday, he was parking in front of our home. We all watched from the remote camera in the palm tree what became known as the coconut camp. Yeah, looks like he's going to park on the street. After he parked the shiny new SUV, he climbed out and walked around to the passenger side rear door. I thought maybe he was grabbing some food, perhaps beer. Instead, He unbuckled the child safety seat of his five-year-old son. That's right. Clifford Wallach had brought his five-year-old son with him to a home in Fort Myers, Florida, where by all accounts, he intended to engage in sex with a 14-year-old boy. Imagine the shock and utter horror inside the Predator Stinghouse as we watched Wallach grab his five-year-old son by the hand and lead him up the driveway into our home. I'll never forget Frag of perverted justice yelling over the radio. Oh, no. He brought his son with him. He brought his son with him. He's got his child with him. Now I had a real dilemma on my hands. This guy clearly deserved to be confronted. But at what cost? There was no way as a parent that I could traumatize a child. Wallach turns the corner in the back driveway. He's going up to the front door and he has his child with him. Go around the back. This door doesn't open. And this is the part where we believe he's going to walk into that rear door through the kitchen and into the family room, living room area where I'm set up and ready to go. Making the turn, coming in the back door, coming through, walking into the living room, holler up. I've been anxious a number of times during these investigations, but perhaps this was, well, right at the top of the list, certainly. What do you say to a guy who deserves to be confronted, arrested, prosecuted, but he's got his five-year-old son with him by the hand? He walks in. I walk up to him. He's clearly startled. I said to him, I think you know what you were doing here, don't you? But because you've brought your son, I'm going to just send you out the door. Wallach said he was just going to take someone out to lunch. I told him that, well... I think it'd be best if you just went ahead and left. he agreed. Yeah, I agree. And said, I'm never going to do this again. Rob, we're going to send this guy out. We're not going to interview him. Because he got his kid. Moments later, he was under arrest. It was very dramatic. Sir, right there. You come here. You come here. Let go of the child. But the Fort Myers police were ready for it. As Wallach was detained, handcuffed, a female officer swooped in and grabbed the child and turned him away. But there was no mistaking the fact that the child saw his dad in handcuffs. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Wallach pleads. Please give me my son, please. He wailed. Can please have my son, please? you got to put your seatbelt on, right, buddy? Put your seatbelt on, buddy. You're to go for a two-minute ride, okay? The boy's mother was at work, apparently. Police called her, and she picked up the boy later at the Fort Myers police station. So this raises a lot of questions. Why would you bring your son to a home? where you plan to have sex with a 14-year-old boy. I mean, first of all, it's just mind-boggling to even have those words come out of your mouth, but there appears to have been no plan to have the boy take part in any sex act. It appears to be a situation where Wallach's wife was at work in Naples, which was, you know, about an hour away, I suppose, and he was in charge of babysitting the child that day. He obviously didn't have the self-control to wait and have this conversation and have this liaison occur at another time when he didn't have babysitting duties. So he went ahead and did it with his son in tow. It is shocking. And you need to understand that the people I work with on these investigations have been with me all around the world in some of the darkest corners and some of the most dangerous situations in India exposing child slave labor in the silk industry, in Cambodia, exposing sex tourism, Americans and Europeans preying on five and six-year-old kids for sex. So these people don't get shocked easily. They don't scare easily. They don't cry very easily. But this scene, this moment in this house in Fort Myers, Florida, literally brought some of these tough camera and sound people to tears. To this day, I can summon the exact emotion and internal stress that I experienced that very day. And Wallach, what does he tell police? Why is he looking to meet a 14-year-old boy with his five-year-old son in tow? Wallach actually blames his wife. The woman who's working at a high-end retail store an hour away, he blames his wife because she he says in the interrogation, won't have oral sex with him. So he's got to drive across town and try to hook up with a 14-year-old boy or someone he thinks is a 14-year-old boy. It is absolutely one of the most outrageous things in a long list of outrageous events I have witnessed covering this story. It is absolutely among the most, if not the most outrageous thing I've ever seen in 17 years of investigating predators. So now the legal system in Florida has a situation on its hands because not only is Clifford Wallach going to be prosecuted for trying to have sex with someone he thought was a minor, lewd and lascivious conduct with a minor, as it's called there, but they have to deal with the situation of is this five-year-old child... Okay, living in the home with his parents. And the decision of the Department of Child and Family Services initially was no. Wallach had to leave the house. But his wife at the time, and still his wife today, decided that she wanted to stay with Clifford. So the child actually, at the time, had to go live with another relative so that Clifford and his wife. Could live in the same household. This so outraged people with the Department of Child and Family Services in Florida that they reached out on the sly to me as a reporter then at NBC to tell me what was going on. Typically, you're not allowed to comment on these cases, but it was so offensive to them that this child would have to live outside of the home away from his mother because she wanted to stay with him after what he did. And ultimately, she went on to have another child with Clifford Wallach. And still, the son had to live at the residence of relatives. The case wound its way through the court system. Wallach initially had a public defender. The public defender left the case and he found another lawyer. Wallach comes from a well-to-do family and his wife has always worked, so they supported him throughout. Ultimately, he went to trial and after coming up with all kinds of different reasons and why this really wasn't a crime and how he was trapped in a sting operation, fashioned for a television show being To Catch a Predator on Dateline NBC, they didn't buy it. He was found guilty and he was sentenced to five years in prison and he served five years in prison. At the sentence, finally, Wallach seems to come clean and take responsibility. I went back and got the records. I actually tried to reach out to Clifford Wallach. I found his phone number and called him. He never got back to me. I suppose he's trying to move on, as anyone would in that situation. But I thought it was interesting to take a look at the court transcripts from the day of the sentencing. Wallach says to the court, Your Honor, I deeply regret the decisions that I made on April 23, 2006, and do not blame the efforts of my mistakes on the Fort Myers Police Department or perverted justice. I believe that these organizations were working on behalf of the best interests of the public. I have no one to blame but myself for the current situation that I'm in. Sir, I have caused an enormous amount of national humiliation for my family that should have never happened. Your Honor, I am pleading with you for mercy. I have already been punished beyond means. And, sir, I am begging you for leniency in your decision for punishment. I would like to start to pick up whatever pieces I have left and try to put them back together. I know that it will take a lot on my part to repair all the pain and suffering that I've caused. Wallach terminated his parental rights for his son. And in the end, the judge ruled that not only would he have to serve five years, but he would have to register as a sex offender for the rest of his life. The judge cautioned Wallach to be very careful about doing that because if he failed, that would be a third degree felony offense. Wallach said he understood that. Wallach served his five years in the Florida state prison system and then served another 10 years probation. He's not on probation anymore, but As the judge ruled in the sentencing, he remains on the sex offender registry list for the rest of his life. Wallach lives in a beautiful gated community in Palm Beach County, Florida. The home is appraised at between a half million and a million dollars, depending on which appraisal you look at. The home once belonged to his parents, who have since passed. He is still married to the wife he had at the time of the offense. And while he had to give up his parental rights to his son at the time. The son is now 20, and our attempts to figure out what the relationship is between father and son uh, were unsuccessful. And I always try to be careful in these areas because, you know, the son is probably still dealing with this trauma as a 20-year-old man, and he doesn't need to be dragged through it again. It was interesting, though, that In the recent episode with Daniela, the daughter of uh, Predator Dan Allen, that we were able to get an insight into the impact, the collateral damage we've seen in the past caused by these predators to their families. It's amazing to me that the wife has stuck with him. And again, that would be another interesting interview for us, but we were not able to contact her. As I said, my call to Clifford Wallach went unreturned. Wallach owns a business related to construction in Florida. So far as we can tell through record searches, there haven't been any issues or problems there. We believe the business has been in the family for some time. He did file a lawsuit against a company for which he did business, and he won actually in the tens of thousands of dollars. It would be interesting to see what Clifford Wallach has to say about himself today about how difficult it is for him to currently control the urges that led him to meet me in a house in Fort Myers in April of 2006, maybe one day he'll reach out, and maybe one day he'll share his story with us. I'm Chris Hansen, and this is Predators I've Caught. If you have any information or want to reach out to me or my producers, send me an email at chris at predatorpodcast.com.